0: to house of hoops i'm jeff houseman coming to you from memphis tennessee we're here covering the nba thank you for listening it's monday april 13th 2020 Episode 9 We got Laddie on the phone Hello What Hello. up buddy What up man We got special guest Pat back in the house Yo what's up man It's Pat <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back buddy Hey now how know thanks for having me Laddie of course Is the host of Laddie Luck and Hope in the Morning On Q107 Point five.
1: Q1075 <laughs> I had to do
0: that <laughs> Pat is from Memphis to Knoxville back to Memphis Go balls. <laughs> yeah I guess <laughs> <laughs> Pat is Pat watches a lot of hoops He loves the league So we got him here with us is out this week he's got fatherhood duties he cannot get out of which i understand obviously also you can reach us via twitter at house of hoops that's h-a-u-s of hoops we're also on instagram at house of hoops podcast thank you everybody for listening hope you enjoy Episode, we got a little bit of NBA news. Chicago's making moves. We'll get to that. How's your week going, everybody? Bored like everybody else, man. Just trying to get out of the house whenever possible, which, uh,
2: you know, hard to do with all the social distancing and and the state being under the safer at home orders. So uh, we're all observing what we should be doing.
0: Laddie, what have you been up to?
3: I put together a puzzle. Cool. <laughs> uh, yep, I did that. I also stayed at home. Yeah, so that was fun.
0: Yeah. Let's see. Monday, I spent all day working on the podcast. I, I haven't been up too much either, just watching TV, hanging out. I've been working a lot, too.
3: Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm, I'm still working, so.
2: That's good. Yeah, we're, we're still working from home in my place, but uh, trying to get in the office several times a week just to break up the monotony of, of just – being at home and and doing
0: nothing, right? Using right. work as an excuse to leave home,
2: right? And and I've never appreciated work as much <laughs> as I do now.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a new one for sure. Yeah, Bo couldn't make it today, but that's all right. You got it's... the
2: kids; they take responsibility, take precedence rather.
0: Let's see. Anything else? You guys got anything else from the week?
3: I mean, I grabbed some food. I went to Kroger. I
2: went to the store.
3: <laughs> Yeah. six feet away six feet away
0: right it's been a slow well,
3: week. wear your
2: masking gloves
3: yeah right but here's what's funny is like when you look at people in the car and like one person in the car has the mask and the other person doesn't <laughs> you know it's like did you have an extra one to give them you're not giving it to them like what's the story here you know how come only one of you got it and, you know
2: well the thing that i've who, seen that's funny is when i've seen uh a person driving in a car by himself wearing the mask and gloves it's Mm -hmm. like man you're you're the only one in the car who who are you protecting yourself from i've seen that
0: too i've seen that too i don't i don't quite get it because what's on those gloves where you just came from or well the mask too like you're you're just breathing in your own air anyway so it's not like you're saving yourself from anyone but yourself yeah i'd be interested to know if they're going somewhere or coming from somewhere wearing the gloves i I guess they're just planning ahead either way I guess so. And,
3: and here's what's. Well, here's what's funny is some people they'll go ahead and they'll like wear the mask while they're in the car, but then when they get to talk to someone, they take it off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Completely defeats the purpose. Yeah, right. I've, I've right, seen right. that too because you can't understand them, so they take the mask off.
3: So, <sighs> uh, we live in a world full of genius. I promise. Where's
0: my shit? I'm so unorganized. It's ridiculous. You'd think I'd have this figured out by now, but I don't. <laughs> Let's just start with yesterday. We saw the NBA game of horse was on ESPN. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Woohoo.
2: Yeah. That's, uh, I, I don't know why. You know, in, the, in 2020, the age of, especially the people with that income level, you know, they've all got the, the newest iPhones with the best cameras, the best, you know, I don't say broadcasting capabilities, but it all looked like it was shot on your grandma's flip phone. Like,
0: yeah, there was huge <laughs> lags. <laughs> you couldn't tell if a shot went in. Uh, well, it's low production quality, and I don't know why the NBA didn't send out minimal minimal crews. I guess, like, or or of, just mail them a good camera. A I mean, if, of,
2: if Steven Soderbergh can shoot a movie about basketball, if he can shoot high flying birds on an iPhone and make it look watchable, you would figure some of these, uh, you know, some ESPN or somebody like that would send. Like a, a good lens or something to put on the end of that of that iPhone to make it not look like crap.
0: Yeah, I mean they could have just shipped cameras and might or
2: you could do that too. Yeah, it, it could have been. Th- that's
3: what all the news stations are doing. All the news stations, all yeah. the people are doing it. They're having their people stay at home with the best equipment, and you know what? <laughs> not any more expensive than anything else you would use.
0: There, there was I saw a little bit of controversy on that between looking at what the NBA players were shooting on and what like Mike Conley's got all the money he's got the indoor gym at his house and everything oh this court was sick and then you look at the WNBA players and they're playing on like a small house in the suburbs
2: oh yeah you could see their neighbors houses across the street just shooting on their driveway yeah
0: that was a little uh I don't know. This is your haves and haves not have-nots was, right there. It, it was exposed a little bit to salary differences. Well, yeah, don't, they,
2: don't they make like $100,000 a year? And Mike Conley's making thirty
0: two or 33000000 at this point. Yeah, it's pretty wild. That really put it in perspective. I think
3: Where did it, Mike play, in Memphis or in
0: Utah? Uh, his, no, his court is in, uh, in Ohio. It looked like Ohio stuff because uh. I would just guess. Based on the color schemes on the wall, it was all Ohio old, stuff. Old cat, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: I went back and saw something on Twitter after it. Uh, they had screenshotted his court and put it up online, and, and they were all talking about it being his, his Ohio house. Mm-hmm.
3: Nice.
0: The footage, yeah, it was so hard to watch. At one point, I looked over at it, and it was, like, so choppy. It was, like, making me sick to look at. It was the so shaky cam, choppy. yeah couldn't even really tell if the ball was going in or well, not. Uh,
2: and if that's a, a YouTube video that you're trying to watch and someone's putting it out there, half the time you're just going to turn it off. Yeah. Like, okay, I can't watch this. It's crap.
0: It reminded me of early streaming. Like if you were streaming a program onto your TV from the internet, like back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Like back in the day. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like uh, like 2010, 2011. Like.
0: Like, yeah, you're trying to watch a basketball game stream or something. That's what it looked like. It was so choppy, so grainy. But, I mean, if they're going to do any more of these events like that, they really need to figure out the production.
2: They should have Per send his uh, amplified technology to all those people so they can boost their Wi-Fi signals. That way they're coming across it out via Wi-Fi, and, and hopefully uh, they'll get better quality
0: vid- uh, video. Oh, yeah, you're talking about Robert Pera, the uh, owner of the Grizzlies? Yes, Robert yeah. Pera,
2: yeah, owner yeah. of the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Take, take Mogul.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's got a big internet brand hmm. he's also worth uh, several billion dollars
2: he can afford to send yep. out a couple products here and there
0: he could probably just charge it to the league all right what else was there uh, i saw a lot of people talking about um, games with no fans and a lot of people are shitting on that idea it seems like they don't want to see it without fans games with no fans
2: I would really? I would take any real basketball at this point, fan or no fan. I'd say the same with football in the fall if we're still in the same situation. You know, uh, again, you know, I'm a Tennessee fan with the school there. Uh, our stadium holds 100,000 people. But it, if it meant not having anyone in the stand to be able to watch them football, I'd want to watch them football.
0: Yeah, that's the way I look at it. I would want it to happen, if, you know, if, as long as it can happen safely by any cost. Oh, absolutely. Fans or no fans
3: i mean yeah dude they I, I think they need to have it it's a double-edged sword because it's okay for them to break the rules but not for you to break the rules do you know what i'm saying like well, they can break it's... the rules from your entertainment so if you're doing like you can only stay around 10 people or so and you've got two teams playing each other and whatever and if it's if, i'm saying if that's where we stand right now yeah. well, you know could, what i'm saying
2: if they could quarantine the teams yeah. keep everyone separate then you have you send a minimal video crew and those guys are all gonna be, you know, feet apart. You make sure everyone's tested regularly, you could safely put on that production,
0: maybe not right now, but no, not right now. It's when, gonna take at least a month or two because the right. players have to get back into shape Right. And,
3: and, and, I, and I see what you're saying. I, I totally see what you're saying. My, like like minimal everything, I get it. But like right now, if they're saying we can't do this, but then but then they can do that. That's what you're going to hear. And me being a sports fan, I just want to see it go on. So I really don't give a damn. I mean, I I hope, I hope they go play. I wouldn't care, but I guarantee it someone else is going to be, well, if they can do that, then I should be able to do this. And then that's where you're going to get into the argument.
0: I don't really see it as like breaking the rules so much as it is. They have revenue to make. I mean, we're looking at billions of dollars. They're going to lose.
2: And all these players know as well, if they're not making their contracts are all based upon league revenue, like it's all profit sharing stuff. If the league's not making any money, they have to give their money back. And then especially all the guys this summer that are coming up for these free agent deals, there's just a lot less money going around because it's all based on projections.
3: I, I, I get it, but I mean, it's still entering the building when they only say 10 people are supposed to be in there. Now, I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate to a point, but I could sit there and be like, well, if the NBA is doing that, my job could do that.
0: Well, it's not like they're going out to strip clubs or anything like that.
3: Right. No, I get it. I get it. But yeah, I, I definitely want it. I want to see it for sure. Let's, let's put it that way. Remember, I am I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I definitely want to see it because <laughs> having no sports really sucks.
0: Well, there's no question in my mind the NBA wants to finish the season. They want to resume play as quickly and safely as possible there's no question about it right and they're trying to figure out how to do it right the safest I think the way biggest
3: thing which good
0: but so getting back to the point is games with no fans
3: yeah I, I mean, yes have them definitely have them
0: yeah I, I mean I, first of all I love the NBA I think it's the greatest league I think it's possible it might even could be just as good with no fans. I mean you want not
2: you want have the the fans cheering in the background, you won't be able to hear it, you know, and, and there there are multiple times where you know when, when your team goes on a run and that home crowd gets into it, it fires up the team, it does make everything more intense. Um so that that factor will definitely be lost. But
0: Yeah, yep. Crowd support can change the game. That is true.
2: But just having those guys out there playing again, you know they wanna be back out there. And they and, and they'll still know that there's probably more people than ever watching simply because no one else has anything to do. They'll probably, they they might have their largest audiences ever.
0: Well, yeah. If they resume. Oh yeah. People are. Yeah. If you're a sports fan, even if you're not a huge NBA fan,
2: I bet you tune in. Absolutely. Well, and it's something that's kind of, that's communal as well, especially if everyone is watching this live at the same time, which everyone would be, because there's nothing to change. Like everyone by this point and then, you know, next month or two, there will be no for the most part no new shows on tv because every will be in the summer rerun season so to have sports out there at all people will just you know like you said just dying to have something to watch everyone will be watching all your social media stuff will be blowing up especially if it's like a marquee game Mm -hmm. everyone just going back and forth tweeting about it uh you know whatever it is it's going back and forth talking
0: right yeah for um, sure Let me tell you what I would like about it, games with no fans. It really changes the focus to just the game. So when you go to games, you get a lot of distraction. You get the guys out there throwing T-shirts into the crowd. You got the dancers out there. You got the in-game music. I would assume none of that happens i would hope they get some music you can find somebody to turn on a cd player and set up top that's fine that's not the issue but what i'm talking about is like the distractions all of the oh yeah that's all the game day stuff they put on for strictly the fans yeah all the stuff that's made it super disneyland <laughs> yeah if you watch games back in let's say like the 50s and 60s everybody's dressed up real nice everybody's wearing jackets ties Let's say they're drinking scotch, smoking cigarettes in the crowd. But everybody's in tuned on the game. There's less distraction. Everyone's right, paying right. attention. I would love that. Just getting back to the basics of the game. You mean you
3: don't like you don't like when people go to the game and then spend spending two hours on their iPhone talking to their friend
0: and eating nachos? <laughs>
3: yeah, and eating some nachos. You don't you don't, you don't like that? And look, they're taking selfies right in front of you. Look, fans <laughs> every other picture. Are,
0: exactly, exactly. There's so much distraction now in the game, and fans are great, but playing without fans should not change the game. I think it's just as watchable, just as enjoyable. I get tired of going to games and seeing people go nuts for some shitty t-shirt with some company's ad on it. And the
2: three-dollar t-shirt that falls from the ceiling, or some kid shot out of a cannon at you.
0: Yeah, they're hardly watching the game or even right. cheering the players on. Yeah,
2: that's a big beef of mine. Or someone, or you'll you're at a game and you're you'll watch people just talking to each other, not paying attention at all to uh-huh. the game.
0: Uh huh. They're just distracted, and then. They sometimes it drives me nuts, man. I'll be at a game and all of a sudden I'll hear the crowd start erupting, just going nuts. And then I know what it is. It's the damn t-shirt cannons out. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to give away some stuff. (laughs) It's just, I mean, you take that out, that out of the equation, you take out the bad kid rock songs, you take it all out. I think it makes it almost better.
3: I don't know, man. I got to see Montel Jordan this year. He was out there. He was singing. He was singing that one song that he has. You know. Did he but tell that,
2: you how <laughs> how it's done? How how, the, how <laughs> he does it?
3: He said, "This is how we do it," and he does it like that. And it was it was uh, memorable.
0: I get it. That's entertainment. I get it. That is entertainment, <laughs> and the whole name of the game is entertainment. But I don't need it. I don't need all the fan. Yeah. I don't need all the fan hype. It yeah, don't, yeah,
3: no, I I
0: agree. They've almost made it cheap to Disney. Like where's the well, class that the league started on? The league started on is so so much more of a classy event. People dressed up to go. Yeah, that's not happening yeah. anymore. We're not bringing Yeah, well, here's, people here's also a, used to wear shirts and ties to go on airplanes. But that's what I'm saying, like it could it could work. It could bring the attention back to the actual game itself.
2: kind well, it's going I mean, no, it obviously
0: should. it will cuz there's nothing else to distract you, it's just the game. Yeah.
3: Right. Well, they, a lot of that they started doing back in like the late 90s, too, because when the baseball strike happened and all that stuff and people and families quit going there, Oh yeah. the NFL was the NFL was way too expensive to bring a family of four. Baseball was reasonable. Basketball was reasonable. Then all of a sudden you had the strikes so of basketball said, well, how can we go ahead and bring the people there? So if you look at the way of like basically 1999 to where we are today, look at the same like like timeout games that they play. Oh, follow the blue car, the red car, the white car, and They're going to go around a little track, and you have to guess which one it is. We have the T-shirt cannon. They they basically <laughs> took the same baseball oh. principles and, and put them to basketball to and make it more fr- fr- family-friendly.
0: I think a lot of it stems from the Orlando Magic coming into the league, too. They kind of started all that hoopla, the Disneyfication yeah. of the league. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that it kind of distracts you from the game. And yeah, for sure. I think it's maybe not better, but it's just as enjoyable without having fans in the stands. Now, from the player's perspective, does that change things? Them not having their home court fans to rile oh, them on? I
2: would say hub court advantage goes next to, next to nothing without fans being there.
0: Yeah, so... Yeah, Every game I, I is think, at a neutral site, whether yeah. whether you play it in Memphis or play it in L.A. Yeah. or play it in Denver or if, if they're just playing in some gym in Idaho or something. Exactly, it's. Yeah, I think
3: it'd be a huge difference. It's like it's like you ever been to one of those silent
0: discos before? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: right. There's there's a reason why you
0: know. <laughs> no, but yeah, they can cut some of that silly shit out. That's just. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm just getting old.
2: Get off my lawn!
0: <laughs> yeah, you're definitely going old man with it. Oh yeah. Well, I I enjoyed, like the whole idea of a quieter game. They tried it last year at a couple games. I think it was Boston or something. I can't remember what game it was, but they tried. They cut the in arena music. Really? Yeah. And it was just different. I don't. I'm not against it. Like cut some of that silly. I think the shit players out.
2: liked some of that. Like the 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 in arena music that's that's yeah i can hype
0: them up well that that. is
2: for the as much i don't say as much but the players like it as well as the fans do Mm. you know just so you're not playing in silence
0: but uh, to me like the pure game of basketball is you can hear all the chatter on the court you can I, you know where I'm coming from. I it's do, just but the appreciation. Well, that's, that's, yeah, more like the, game.
2: that's more like the college game, though, because if you watch any college games, they don't have. Right. You're hearing a, a pet band here and there, yeah. but you're not hearing, yeah. you know, music played all the time. And college basketball is boring as hell to me. I would much rather watch him. <laughs> well, they're not as good. <laughs> well, beyond the fact that they don't have as much talent, if you watch most college basketball games, I I just don't care. But a about 19 year olds on the court squeaking shoes and missing eight out of ten shots and
0: but those are fun games to be at, regardless right. of the uh, distractions.
2: I'm sure at the, at the right opponent, right place for sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, no, one, I
3: I, yeah. I, get, I get what you are saying, Jeff, for sure. Like I I, I totally agree. With I don't you. think I, it's necessary. I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing.
3: But I think I think that if they if they go out there and they you get two basketball teams and they're playing at some sort of gym or some converted ballroom or some something like that. You do not have fans. You do not have music. You don't have the typical game atmosphere.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, that's going to mess with the players 100%, okay. dude.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Well, they're going to be probably a lot of the guys are going to be bad after all this anyway because they're just a lot of them aren't doing anything. Yeah, it yeah, but that gets
3: you hyped, though. They're you not shooting players. that.
0: Well, they're just you know, going to be worse
3: they get all hype and then tony allen goes out there and just chokes out freaking somebody or you know.
2: <laughs> yeah i mean i think so. He's, he's gonna unretire to come back and play in the small stretch of games we got going up here
3: <laughs> i mean you got Zeebo could play in the in the ice cube
2: you know so the big three they're gonna unretire from the nba hey
0: big three hasn't said anything about canceling games yet
2: you know they were talking about doing kind of a big brother thing where they all lived yeah, <laughs> that's kind of a yeah. They're gonna film them <laughs> off the court. Yeah.
3: Hey, and you know what? That's not that bad. See, that would be even better. Literally, I mean, I would not better than the NBA. How I mean, much of that stuff can me. you
2: show on TV though? Because you know they're all going to be sitting around smoking blunts. It's all these retired guys with multiple
3: millions of dollars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, put it on HBO, and I bet it gets there ratings. You go. Yeah, that's it. Look, yeah.
3: look. You could oh, literally shoot. have yeah. the big three. You could probably have the big three before you have the NBA. You literally get well, – some, some, Ice Cube's got the good cameras, so he, you got that covered. He knows people that can broadcast it. You got that covered. The teams have four and four. That's eight people, hell. <laughs> With the two coaches, that's ten people. Let them play. Well, it's supposed Let to Let them play and, and, and tele- televise it. Dude, it would be badass. You still got ten people in the court. You still, you're still you still social distancing. You're doing everything you can do, and you're still playing ball, and there are names of people you know, like Jason Williams or Sean Lewis and Zach Randolph.
0: Yeah, well, it's supposed to start June 20th. That brings me to another point about games with no fans. This could be an interesting time for the NBA to try out some experimental stuff. They could try out new camera angles with no fans. No fans in the way. They could try out all kinds of stuff to try to make it look better on TV. I guess you could
2: flatten out some of the camera angles because now everybody is used to that sideline view that somebody from the top of the arena yeah. Uh, and if you moved it's it that like press
0: box view. Right. You could move it lower in like a sideline view. Uh, well,
2: yeah. I think they tried that at the All Star game in Atlanta several years ago. Yeah.
0: Like back in 03 or something. They I think that's it. a
2: year, 03. Uh, and it didn't take, but I mean, you're just
0: going to have so many opportunities now. But it still looked cool. And oh, for some shots, it would look awesome. For I some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, they could try all the angles in the world.
1: They, got they, could really, time and space. they could really, they could really
0: experiment and try new stuff with the league, and I think this is a good opportunity for the NBA to try new stuff. They, uh, you know, they're limited. Yeah, that's a really on,
3: good. That's a really good idea, Jeff, because you could literally you do that just with one other person playing basketball, just catching angles. That's yeah. really, it's really good idea.
0: I think it could work out. I think the game it could actually potentially. I don't want to say better, but it could be just as good on TV with no fans. Well, I think, this, I think
3: I think I think at least something to watch.
0: Well, well oh, yeah. better or worse,
2: you have you know billions of people stuck at home around the world, and, and you know however many people on social media with nothing but time, to, they're going to tell you how they feel about it. You're going to find out one way or the other,
3: right? It'd be, it'd be awesome for advertising because instead of people in the seats, you could have, like, advertisements, you know, and being like, Papa John's, we still open. You know I mean? And literally do that.
0: That's true. House, have, yeah, House of Hoops might you know? need to get in on some of that uh <laughs> Local I was going to say, uh, <laughs> those advertisements might get a little
2: bit more expensive now that they, now they got so many more eyes on them.
0: Yeah, but I got a <laughs> stimulus check coming.
2: <laughs> you going to spend <laughs> that stimmy? <There> yeah.
0: <laughs> get on a. You get paid? How much does it cost to get on the court side <laughs> you advertising? Bl- blue style. We got some of that stimmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, I, I, I agree, dude. I think it'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Like, a lot of people are really trashing it and saying it'll be weird or gross. Or, no, yeah,
3: but they'll be happy They'll be happy as hell when it actually happens and they get to watch them play ball, though.
0: Yeah, I just don't want to hear any more of this. They can't play without Yeah, fans. I, I'm, I'm
2: with you on that. They'll figure it out without fans. Just play yeah. the freaking games. Yeah, I just don't want to hear if, any of it. Obviously, that's a...
0: Goes without saying. I love the game and I don't love the game necessarily just because the fans are in the stands.
3: Dude, are you kidding me, man? Like the Sacramento Kings haven't played in front of anybody in like ten years and they still do good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they were fun to watch. That 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 team was fun to watch. They were. Yeah, I mean I went back and I watched uh, footage from like the fifties. I watched a whole bunch of old footage. Damn, okay. It's just a cleaner game.
2: I wonder if the game would move a lot faster. Or if they would – I mean, I guess you wouldn't because they would still need to take all those commercials and TV breaks and everything else. Yeah, I don't think right. it moves
0: faster. It's just less distractions. I noticed another thing. In the 50s, they played uh, games in Miami. They played them right on the beach.
2: That would have been awesome. Really? <laughs> yeah, like in the sand. <laughs> you go in white man can't jump style where the, the wind can affect the ball five to six yeah. inches to the left.
0: Uh, back in the day, before all the money was involved, they used to do a bunch of wacky shit. And uh, in Jersey, back in the 50s, they played on ice with helmets
2: what there's <laughs> no did. way that's true they did i saw <laughs> they, the footage was, they ran they were running up and down on the ice
0: dude it was all so experimental they were trying to just get the word out <laughs> on the dribble a ball on ice dude, they really weren't <laughs> 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 they were like tackling they were checking it oh was, that would have been awesome It's like hockey hockey bro, bro, are you sure you
2: didn't watch hockey
0: dude it was so how weird. high
2: were you when you watched this are we sure this wasn't hockey
0: <laughs> i was high on life <laughs> watching some old footage because i was trying to get like a idea of what it was like before it was these giant arenas and okay all this shit going on all over the place and it just looked like a cleaner quieter game where it was just more about what was happening in the game and i I don't know i like that
2: yeah i mean i'm gonna watch regardless so i I guess i'm i'm with you i'm all for whatever they can come up with give me something to watch give me a good product
0: i'll tell you what i think it's happening i think it will happen
2: Let's hope yeah, so. Yeah, I think it will. Too. Let's
0: hope so. With no fans tired of hearing people try to trash it, the NBA definitely wants to finish the season. They're going to do whatever it takes to get it done. Sure. Uh, Pat, you were saying you had some more NBA stuff. What did you see this week?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, a, a few things. One, you know, I was listening to uh, some podcasts and, and uh, you know, give credit where credit's due. Bill Simmons' podcast was talking about the uh, five least desirable GM spots based on. I guess the way things currently are with the teams, their roster makeups, their salary cap hits, what they've got going on moving forward. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he mentioned honorable mention is kind of like the worst, you know, uh, you got the Kings and then and then the Spurs of all teams, Charlotte Hornets, Cleveland Cavs, Pistons, and then the T Wolves as as the worst team to be a GM for is what he said. And I was kind of hoping Bo might be on so we could talk about this a little bit, but understand why he can't. Some of his reasons, uh, not much roster flexibility there. They're locked in with the max deals with the Angelo Russell and oh, Carl yeah. Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. And, and he, you know, he brought up a pretty valid point, especially about Towns. Big stat guy, not not big win guy. So you can put uh-huh. up stats pretty easily on a team. And he actually mentioned some other examples. But, yeah, put up big stats but not win games. Yeah. yeah. Devin like Andre Drummond. It. Yeah, Drummond's doing it. Well, Pistons were on that list as well. Blake Griffin's got, you know, a, a, I think in a year or two, has a, a player option for a boatload of money that he's going to pick up, and he's just mm-hmm. going to screw the Pistons because they won't be able to build around him. Cavs and, and their people, everyone wants out of there right now. There's no LeBron, so there's no reason to go play in Cleveland.
0: Yeah, I mean, those would be tough situations. They're probably just going to have to wait it out till they can – start over strip it all down and start over kind of like what the bulls with are doing the bulls right now. yeah
2: and, and you you know i mentioned that you got some some stuff on that but uh yeah you know a lot of these teams are in that position mm-hmm. where they are loaded up for a year or two with money that's just dead dead cap space and the, you know if you can trade off of that or, or you know trade picks to get players back then you maybe you do it that way or if not you just You just rebuild.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to look at why are those the worst teams to be GMs at? It's because somebody has left a fucking big mess behind them.
2: Yeah, they left a big steaming turd on the freaking table and walked out the door for the most part, or
0: got fired. Yeah, and so you got to look at that situation. You got to look at those people, and you got to figure out how to get them out of there. People that set you up for these messes.
2: Yeah, and then you got some of the players on the court. You know, not going through every team, but for instance, uh, if a player just doesn't want to play for your team and he's getting paid a boatload of money then he's just a cancer around the rest of your locker room and even if it's a good player you know that just it just is
3: you know that's why it's so weird you look at that uh that pistons team and i i like that franchise for some reason even going back to the 80s you had the bad boys go up in the 90s they were always still prevalent and then all of a sudden in the 2000s they start winning with that billups that wallace wallace squad you know like Uh they were great i mean they won a title yeah they they, they they were for like three years. They were the strongest team in the East, at least three strong years. And like, it just went downhill. All of a sudden, when that squad ended, it just went basically downhill. And I don't know if it was after the fight of power, Pal- uh, Auburn Palace Hills. I don't know if it was after oh, the, the malice fight, in the, the palace. Yeah. But then all of a sudden they just went downhill. And you look at them and like they haven't done anything. They did some decent roster moves. You thought would actually be good. I have no clue why they got Blake Griffin. Yeah. But when they got rid of like when they got rid of Brandon Knight and they brought in that uh, Reggie Jackson kid. I like Reggie Jackson, you know. And, and but then he got hurt. But anyway, they that franchise doesn't need to be at the bottom of that list. Somewhere, somehow, someone screwed up. Big well, time.
0: Then, well and, they have a, it uh, was Stan Van Gundy. They gave Van Gundy coaching and GM privileges, and he. Really sabotage that team, I think.
2: Well, it's the same thing you, in the Knicks. You've got their front office, but everything comes down to what Dolan wants to do. And yeah. he sabotaged your front office, who, which you know, goes down to the players and everybody yeah. else in terms of what they can actually right. do. I think,
0: was Rosillo on that podcast that yeah. you listened to? Really I, was. I love Rosillo. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah,
2: he was talking about, you know, he has essentially the same list as, as Simmons does to a degree. Phoenix was on his list, though, as well. Just you know, they they can't seem to get right there. They yeah. they still have picks. They still have some talent on the floor. But in regards to who they have, they they're not winning the way they should.
0: I'll tell you what. Right. I'll tell you what I think about it. I think it's a silly fucking topic. I'll tell you that. How so? Because if I'm a guy that's looking for a GM job, I don't give a shit where it is. I would think so highly of my Your abilities. abilities. I'd be confident enough to think that I could turn it around. I wouldn't be scared of a That's tough situation.
2: True. But I guess a lot of it comes – so part of the part of the thing that they mentioned was ownership and the, uh-huh. the, the team owners and how heavily uh-huh. that team owner can play on your abilities to be a good GM. Because yeah. if that owner, who, who does have the final word on everything, you might have the perfect game plan. You might mm-hmm. have the perfect players, you know, eyed for a trade or for a draft. But if the owner comes in and overrules you, then – You're just stuck. There's nothing you can do. Right. Champagne taste on a beer budget. There you go. Well, going back to what Laddie was saying, just (laughs) a little bit about the Pistons. You know, that's a proud franchise, a big history Mm -hmm. of winning, and they have a brand new arena. So you would, you know, obviously arena doesn't bring success, but that is a brand new arena that they moved to downtown Detroit from Auburn Hills, Michigan. Those people want to see a a winning product on the court. They got to put something out there for them.
0: Yeah, I don't know if this translates to most people, but the way I look at things, the tougher the situation, the more I'm inclined to gravitate towards it. If it looks like something I don't want to do or something I don't want to mess around with, that's usually means I need to do that or I have to do that. I get that. That's what I gravitate towards doing. It's like I want to, if you're a GM and you turn one of those franchises around you're a god and then you've made yourself
2: invaluable anywhere else you could possibly ever want to go exactly hey what are you doing to that microphone over there i don't know man <laughs> trying, to, trying to break the
0: shit apparently
3: i gotta run anyway i gotta run anyway that's time for a break for me
0: all right laddie well thank you for coming on and uh um, yeah, no appreciate you being good, a to part. See you, laddie. good to hear from you bud yeah i mean i talk
3: to y'all
0: thanks right. see you see you So much shit. (laughs) I got so much shit. All right, Pat. So laddie has gone. Just you and me. All right. Yeah. I know he said he had something to hop
2: off some appointment or something.
0: Yeah. I think he's got work to do for his radio show. Got to make that money. Yeah. So I understand. I'm glad he came on. Let's see. Do you remember the Dana Carvey show? I do remember the Danny Carvey show. It was hilarious. I want to get into talking about the bulls, but before we do that, I want to, Bring up something funny I watched this week. The uh Dana Carvey show was a show back in I guess it was the mid-90s. It was a mid-90s.
2: He was at the height of his popularity and uh had finished his stint on SNL and was hired on by ABC, if I'm not mistaken, uh-huh. to do a sketch show <laughs> and and uh they did not get what they thought they would.
0: Yeah, so it came It was on ABC, and it was basically a pre-recorded SNL, but it was supposed to be like a little more edgy. It came on after Home Improvement. Which made no sense. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't the right. So the documentary is on Hulu. It's hilarious. I don't want to spoil it too much. Yeah, I I saw that as well. Go ahead
2: and name name that doc, though, because I forget what it's called.
0: It starred Steve Carell, Stephen Colbert, and the head writer was Louis C.K., which is hilarious. It the name like of that s-
2: documentary is Too Funny to Fail.
0: Ah, yes. Yeah, too Funny to Fail. Got it. Louis is like first shot at a headwriting job and I think he really wanted to put his stamp on it. So it was super edgy.
2: Robert Smuggle was in there as well.
0: Mm-hmm. But that was one that I thoroughly enjoyed watching. It's
2: on Hulu right now. It is hilarious. I watched it not long ago myself.
0: Yeah. John Glazer was also there as a
2: writer mm-hmm. uh, and then performed some characters. He was a Jeremy Jam if you watched Parks and Rec back in the day.
0: Yeah. So as soon as I finished watching that, I had to go back and rewatch all of the Dana Carvey Show episodes.
2: Oh, that's a good one. I need I to do to. that myself. Yeah.
0: I Had to. I watched them all in one night. They're short. They're like twenty minutes a piece or something. There. Oh, that's a perfect rewatch. Yeah. Super short.
2: They they introduced some of the uh, I think the ambiguously gay duo, the Smigel stuff was uh-huh. was because of that. Yeah. That's Ace where and Gary, it Carell and Colbert. <laughs>
0: That's where it started. <laughs>
2: so yeah, one of the funniest things uh, that I remember was that sketch that was cut. I guess the show was canceled before they could air, but they had already worked it out. And when Dan- Dana Carvey hosted SNL several years later, uh, it was it was uh, an extended Tom Brokaw because he wanted to take a six month vacation, and they had <laughs> they made him pre record all this crazy stuff. Yeah. And uh yeah, the the Gerald Ford stuff uh was was freaking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> they,
0: yeah, they say on the documentary that when he did it on SNL it just killed. Well it should have. It was yeah, it
2: was freaking great. Oh, it was
0: so funny. Definitely watch that documentary on Hulu if you have access to that. Yeah, if we're gonna just, you know, it's hilarious.
2: We're all filling time right now. Everybody's trying to find something good to watch. You know whether it's a a big movie that you might have missed or a small one that you know you you never heard about. Uh, I watched a kind of a a weird movie also on Hulu called "It's a Disaster," made back in 2012. It was it's kind of weird. It's about a it's a comedy drama uh, set at like a just group of couples go over for maybe like a Sunday brunch or something, and then this a a dirty bomb goes off in LA, and Mm. it's all the crazy stuff that happens around it. It's it's kind of kind of funny it's kind of touching it's it's worth a watch it's you know 90 minute movie so you're not out too much either way i
0: wrote it down i'm gonna check it out
2: yeah it's, it's one i'm gonna watch there's also hbo doc the scheme talking about the college basketball scandal that was reported on pretty heavily here because of gary Parrish. uh the southern district of new york tried to prosecute all these big time basketball coaches you had uh what will wade in lsu was one that was under the gun uh you had arizona's head coach uh, it was all set up to take down college basketball, and then essentially their main witness was uh, a younger black guy that they, uh, for more or less, entrapped into putting him in this position. And he just told them to go fuck themselves. I'm not going to testify against any of these guys, <laughs> and uh, and it's you know he ends up being all right in the end. He's a convicted felon, didn't do much jail time, but uh, ends up getting a pretty cush job in the end. I won't give it away, but uh, it's it's worth a watch.
0: All right. There's something for everybody. Something I wasn't even aware of at all. Yeah, that's called the scheme again. Yeah, yeah. The uh, NBA finished their 2K players only tournament. Who won that? Devin Booker. He won it something finally. Yeah, I guess he's pretty good at video games. Maybe he should spend more time (laughs) playing actual basketball. I think he does
2: make like 20 plus million dollars a year though. I think he got max. So uh, yeah. You know. I don't
0: know. He's very good at playing video games. I guess he's got something to do on his downtime. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. He's, you know. He, sh- he, sh- he turned out to be pretty good. So, good for him. Congratulations. You won. There you go. You I don't know who you beat. You He played DeAndre Ayton in the finals, I think. I didn't watch it. I don't know. It's just worth mentioning because it's semi-hoops related. Right.
2: Uh, you know, along those lines, semi hoops related, everybody knows the league was initially suspended because Gobert, Rudy Gobert from the Jazz tested positive for the COVID-19 virus uh-huh. and then kind of made light of it was touching all the micro before he knew he had, it, obviously, you know, the when they were reporting on it was touching all the different recorders and apparently went in the locker room and was touching all everybody's stuff. And and then right there after donovan mitchell came down with it and then it kind of you know became a huge thing through the league and everybody had to get tested and whatnot well uh donovan mitchell apparently is uh, incredibly pissed off at rudy gobert and and they're not boys still. anymore still to this day yeah that's been widely reported on yeah um and i guess i was going to ask jeff you know if you were in that position well how would you how would you treat rudy gobert i mean would you be cool with him making a joke about this, making light of it, or would you still be pissed off about it?
0: I think it's easy to be pissed off when you're not seeing the guy, you're not around him. I think once they get back together, that shit will probably blow over. You know, they got to get that camaraderie back.
2: They're still going to be teammates at the end of the day. they got to figure out how it's, to win.
0: It's not going to happen overnight, but he's uh, – I mean, they, Gobert's got to earn his trust back. Sure. I think that it'll happen. I mean, it's easy to stay mad at somebody if you don't see him. But if you're around them all the time, it's it's a little easier to forgive them because you know you, you got to move on. You got to fly. Point. You
2: got to you know, especially in the midst of a season. Typically, yeah. you're practicing together. You're flying on planes together. You're staying in the team hotels together. Yeah. <clears throat> Mitchell's got to
0: be a man about it. Like I, I think there's no question. Gobert learned from it. Yeah, well,
2: you know Mitchell is definitely the face of their franchise. The their future superstar in the making. But, hell, Gobert's a multiple-time All-Star Defensive Player of the Year, so it's not like he's just some scrub that you can cast away and, and not not pay attention to anymore. Yeah. It's, he's also a very crucial part of that team.
0: To me, it, they just need some time around each other, and it'll probably just clear right up. I, I can't see any of them getting traded over this. Yeah. That's, that would be silly.
2: Well, I think, you know, along those lines, all that time away from each other probably didn't help things because they can just stew one and get mad yeah, about it.
0: That's what I mean. Like you don't see somebody. Sure. Yeah. Uh, there's probably, I mean, that's some, it just seems juvenile to me. Yeah. Get over it. They got nothing else to do. Right. Yeah, and the media has nothing else to do, but to report on some, silly every
2: minor thing is going to get talked about for 25, 30 minutes a segment. Cause that's all you got
0: some silly little feud. That's all they got. Cause they got, they need, They gotta get their drama in there. I don't know. I'm not buying into it. I don't really give a shit. They can be (laughs) mad at each other all they want. I don't care. I'll watch the game. And if Donovan Mitchell throws a basketball at the back of Rudy Gobert's head, (laughs) then we'll know. We're gonna know in real time how he feels about him. That it's fucking serious. Yeah, I guess that's true. Until that happens, I really, I just don't give a damn. All right then. That's just my take on it, though. They'll get over it. Something I wanted to talk about last week, but we didn't get to, was that David Blaine special, The Magic Way. Did you see that? Uh, I I did not see that, but uh, little
2: known fact, I actually am on a David Blaine special, if you didn't know that. What? Yeah, it was recorded. He came through (laughs) Knoxville in 2008, I believe it was. It was David
0: Blaine's Street Magic. Street Magic.
2: And uh, I am in the background in a couple shots there.
0: Oh, well, we got to find that.
2: I actually have a, and I will show this to Jeff and uh, send him a, a picture of it. I have an ace of hearts, I believe, signed by David Blaine that says to Patrick uh, with the A in my name, the A the A of the ace and then David Blaine signed. He has his own cards with his face on them if, right. if anybody wanted to know.
0: Check for check our Instagram for that cuz if I get a hold of that, it's going on our Instagram page. <laughs> I'll send it to you for sure. I have got, I know where it is in my house. I'm getting a screenshot, a still of you <laughs> on that screen, and I'm getting that card. It's going on. Oh, it's there, man, for sure. That's I had to cool. sign a release and everything. I've seen myself. I know it's there. That's hilarious. But, yeah, what about that special? Pat's uh, really into magic. Oh, yeah,
2: super, super big magic guy. <laughs> I didn't know that about you. <laughs> They're not tricks, Jeff. They're illusions.
0: Illusions. <laughs> a trick is something a whore does. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, well, oh, I'm looking back through my old stuff that we missed last week. I, I don't know. All I've got written here is something about my girlfriend turning the frozen pizza timer off mid pizza cook.
2: How'd that work out?
0: She, uh, she, uh yeah, I was like, well, did you just turn the timer off for the food that's in the oven to put something in the microwave? And just, Oh, I was well, like, well, do you have any idea what it was at? <laughs> I ended up burning the pizza. I was going to say, man, how do you do
2: that with your experience uh, dude, in the pizza game and I'm, operating an oven with no timer of any kind on it?
0: I went and sat on the couch, forgot about it, went back, and I was like, oh, no, I've totally misjudged how long that had been in there. <laughs> I think I ate it anyway, just that's how I was raised.
2: <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. Waste not want not kind of thing.
0: <laughs> I ate some garbage.
2: Can we ask the important question? Had you been drinking?
0: Oh, I don't know. I could guess and say yes. I mean, all the damn
2: days are, you know, blending together anyway. So who's to say when you did or didn't have a beer? Mm-hmm. Or six. I'm having one right now. I can tell you that. I mean, I, I don't fault you. I myself... uh don't know much about the drink maybe yeah. one day i'll find out <laughs> that's a that's a joke you know i guess we got to talk about it too uh everybody's been hype on the the 10 part michael jordan documentary 98 bulls documentary the last dance uh which was initially supposed to air in june and uh now it's been moved up to the first part next sunday on espn uh i was during <laughs> to go back and talk about that horse tournament a little bit. The only thing worth watching on that horse tournament was one of the commercials was of the last dance documentary talked about how that they would be shown it simultaneously on ESPN and ESPN two. And uh, the ESPN version would be the unedited. So you might catch, you know, some profanity or whatnot here and there, but yeah, I can't wait to kind of be a fly on the wall and get, uh, you know, just to see what that team was about. Some other things I might have, you know, that I saw, that things I read is, you know, for everything everybody knows about Jordan, if you want to see his passion for the game, it really plays out in that doc. So I can't wait to see that. Like his leadership skills and how much he cared about every little thing in the game.
0: Uh, it should be really good. I'm just kind of taking the wait and see approach. Be more than happy to have you back next week and we can talk about it.
2: I mean, at least part one, yeah. I mean, they've,
0: you know, they've had that footage for twenty plus years now, yeah. so
2: they've had lots of time to build a narrative around it, put something together. I mean, we all know it ends with them winning the title.
0: Oh, I mean, it'll be good. Hopefully, it wasn't rushed too much. Yeah, I hope
2: not. I do think it'll give uh, provide an opportunity for a, a lot of younger people that that weren't as lucky as we were to grow up in Jordan at his prime. Just to see what, you know, to see that guy's mentality. And then I'm sure there's going to be a lot of footage and stuff, like game footage in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe these people get a, like, you know, you got all the younger people that think that LeBron is the greatest ever. And, you know, he does have a hell of a drive. He's clearly one of the greatest players ever. But his, everything, his entire mantra came from Jordan.
0: So let's see the GOAT first, the, the you know, the original. the and, and then see what your view is. From what I understand, the documentary is about that last season. Right, yeah, that 98, 98 team. The 98 team. Interesting enough, that's the year. The 98 season, I believe, is the year the Bulls hired Gar Foreman as a scout, though.
2: And I think uh, one of the things that comes up in that doc is that it's announced that uh, that Phil Jackson, that that would be his last season with the team. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, They hired Gar Foreman, as you mentioned.
0: I remember when that was happening back in 98 when they were uh, all talking about the last dance. And it just seemed so confusing. Uh, At the time, nobody could really understand why are they breaking up the band.
2: Yeah, it doesn't make it. You you won the the last six times in a row your team has been together and it's been at full strength you've won an NBA title. It makes no sense to break that team up if everybody's willing to run it back and keep
0: going. I think there was some tiffs within the organization with Phil Jackson. Okay. And I think there was some issues with management, Phil, and probably ownership too.
2: Was it all Fun Office, like Fun Office and Phil stuff? Or do you know? I guess we're going to find out. We'll all find out together starting yeah, Sunday. I don't, I don't really know. I don't know if there was player beefs involved in there, too.
0: I remember hearing stuff at the time. I just never really looked into it. Right. I was more of a fan than a – I wasn't really looking into stuff like that back then.
2: Watching it start for stuff only.
0: I just wanted to watch the games.
2: Right, yeah.
0: I didn't care about what was going on with upper management. Then, and I just never really researched what went on. So, yeah, it'll be fun to watch. There was issues with who was getting paid what on the team. I think Scottie Pippen had issues with how much he was getting paid. And it just kind of all boiled over. And Phil said he wasn't coming back. And MJ was ready had, to call it quits. Had he already
2: announced his retirement at that point? Do you know?
0: I don't know. Well, we'll see it on the show. All right, you know, then. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm I guess that's the point. To watch it. Um, but it, yeah, the show covers just that one season, I believe. Yeah, it is just the one. So it should be pretty in-depth, something that, you know, if you're interested enough in the NBA to start a podcast, you'll probably like it. (laughs) I'll be watching. I'll probably watch it a couple times over the week just to really absorb it.
2: Well, you know, along those same lines we were talking earlier, even if it's with the fans not being in arenas and people watching the games for just lack of sports – this is going to be almost as big. Anybody that would, you have to figure almost anybody that would watch an NBA game because there is no live sports would is going to check out this Jordan doc,
0: this bulls doc. Yeah, I believe so. It's going to be the best programming on ESPN since basketball.
2: Yeah, I'm up <laughs> for it for sure.
0: <laughs> I don't know what just made me think about this on Friday. I saw a report from Woj That NBA teams are encouraging the league office to push the date of the NBA draft scheduled on June 25th to at least August 1st. So that's two months back. Well, that makes all the sense if they're going to finish the schedule, finish the league. It seems like they're maybe making plans to go ahead and try to play games. It's, yeah, it's, I think, I'm, I'm trying to figure out whether or not they're going to play games, like reading between the lines.
2: Well, those are contingencies they're trying to keep in place.
0: Well, if they're pushing that back, that means that they're making a plan for something else over that time period.
2: And, the, and that spot in the NBA is counter for sure.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you can do the draft and then play games for this season.
2: I mean, I guess those guys still have all their scouts out there, and, and they're going to be still – have wrapped up their scouting by then anyway
0: like they maybe there's the interviews
2: that would be done with team
0: you know no no no. but can you can you do the draft and then finish this year's season or do you have to finish this season and then you have the draft
2: are you asking if it's mandated in the rules that way
0: no i'm just like does it work actually you have to have the season finished
2: before you do the draft because your draft position is all based on your standings right in the season. So you can't have a draft before the season's over because you don't know how right. Everything ends up.
0: Even if they're, even if they just jump straight into the playoffs, I don't know if it would be the first time we saw it. If it happened, if they drafted before the season was over, it just is weird to me. Yeah, for sure.
2: And along those lines, if the season does run, does run late, which it looks like to finish, it's going to have to, yeah. does that mean they push back next season? and maybe started it around Christmas time or something like that? Does the whole NBA calendar get shifted back for next year as well?
0: Yeah, it would have to be, I think.
2: Because you couldn't have those guys finishing a season in August or later and then having a month off and then going right back into camp to start the new season.
0: I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It's hard to
2: say. For what
0: it's worth, I wouldn't
2: be mad about it if it did because that's just almost continual basketball once it starts back.
0: This is kind of the off-season right now.
2: I mean, we should be just finishing up regular season games and going into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, today is is the 13th. The regular season would have ended in two days on the 15th. So it looks like, so if you read, if if I read it closely, that it's the teams that are encouraging the league office to push it back, which would give me the idea that the teams want to play the games and get the revenue, push the draft back, so we give ourselves a bigger window to play the damn games. Yeah. So uh, I think the owners are hundred percent rooting for games. They're trying to create a space where they have more flexibility to fit games in.
2: What if the draft is just so bad this year out of the top two players, nobody really wants to do it. <laughs> Cause I've, I've not, I'm, that's a joke, but I've noticed all these people I've never heard of coming out of college that are all declaring right now. Yeah. And they're all just a bunch of meh
0: well, players. There's a, there's a ton of European players the top of the draft is there's a bunch of euros projected.
2: Well, you got what Anthony Edwards, the mellow ball, James Wiseman. And then I've literally heard of nobody else in this draft.
0: Yeah. They're like, guys, I never heard of too. Maybe we should look into that a little bit. I, I guess we're going to have to, but
2: uh, <laughs> I guess if, if now, uh, you know, if there ever was a time to take a Euro player, it's if you have all these mediocre college guys yeah. declare for the draft
0: who that we hadn't seen on the big stage, yeah, don't really know what they are.
2: They didn't. They didn't get a chance to play it's in gonna, the tournament.
0: It's gonna be a weird one. It's gonna be a weird draft, man. It's, it's gonna, gonna, be, gonna be one that you look back and you hear all the guys want to do redrafts and shit. You're gonna be like, yeah, nobody knew what they were doing on that draft. That Either was the coronavirus draft.
2: Some team is gonna score. I mean, almost guaranteed. Some team is going to have essentially the steal of yeah. the draft. Yeah, because nobody's ever heard of maybe some mid major guy or yeah. some Euro player. Or, you know, uh, a freshman or a a sophomore on a team that plays a bunch of upperclassmen that just comes out and surprises everyone.
0: Yeah, teams with young management in place that are more in touch with the players in league, they'll probably do better in a draft like this than guys that are older and they're used to just watching the tournament or just watching players on tape and evaluating that way. The analytics could come into play more.
2: Hollandry gets back involved for somebody. <laughs> I think he's still technically in a contract with the Grizzlies as well.
0: I mean, I think you really got to know what you're looking at this year to strike gold.
2: And that's going to be hard to do.
0: We're getting a little tight on time here, probably. One thing I definitely wanted to get to was Chicago, who um, I'm rooting for Chicago a little bit. I think that it's a good organization. It's a great market, great fans. They've got the history of a great team i always keep an eye on chicago that's where my family's from i got a lot of family that lives up there now and they've been waiting for this day for so long i've got cousins up there that don't even watch bulls basketball because they're so sick of gar packs and today gar fullman was fired as general manager of the chicago bulls john paxton he was reassigned to senior advisor of basketball operations. So he's basically like a scout or something. Now they replaced John Paxton with Arturas Karnisovas. He was the general manager in Denver. He'll be replacing Paxton as the vice president. The nug, he did a good job in Denver. I Nugget, think
2: they nuggets built a good team. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it's a, Definitely a great step for the Bulls. He was included in the Nuggets draft success. All-star center Nikola Jokic, guards Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, and their former center Yersif Nurkic. I think this is a great step for the Bulls. They've basically cleaned house and upper management. Their head coach, Jim Boylan, is on the last year of his contract. It appears they're looking for a new coach. Basically, they've blown it up in upper management. And I think they were just kind of waiting for the right timing. This kind of makes sense. Hopefully, they do well. That Bulls organization, they deserve better. The Bulls fans deserve better. The last time they had success was, what, 2012, eight years ago? Derrick Rose. Make a little playoff run. Yeah, the Derrick Rose years. The Joakim Noah years. Noah was great back then. Jimmy Butler. They did some good things there. They also got killed for a lot of things. Uh, that upper management there, uh, Garpacks, they got. I mean, I read a story the other day that back in twenty sixteen they were killing management for not trading for Ben Mclemore from Sacramento. So they did some things, but I guess everybody just got upset with them. They they missed on so many draft picks. So many things didn't go their way. That it, I think time just ran out on those guys on Garpacks. there.
2: You can only miss out on so many draft picks and not getting trades right before the fans revolt. Stop showing up to the games. Stop watching. The city tunes out. Mm-hmm. Small markets. Is, I mean, they're big markets. They have a lot more fans that they're able to lose before it's noticed. But uh, anywhere else, uh, it probably would have been gone a long time ago.
0: I think new leadership in Chicago is just what they needed. They'll... Be competitive going forward, I think. They might need a little time to restructure their roster. Right. But give them a couple few years. I mean, for what it's worth. It should be interesting.
2: Uh, You know, them being in the East is just a, a good thing because uh, for years and years, the league is so heavily dominated by Western Conference teams. Any good teams in the East just makes the league more well-rounded. So, you know, for for an average fan, you know, everybody's going to have their favorite team, but for an average fan – you would want to be able to watch competitive basketball night in and night out, regardless of whatever teams are playing, especially if you're only watching the national set of games and and having the Bulls be a, be a competitive team. Uh,
0: it's just, it's good for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a big, it's just a great market. It's been almost sad to watch them be bad for so long. I mean, for the better part of, of two decades since Jordan left, I mean, they had the, like you said, they had that one run, slight little
2: runs here and there, but, nobody's giving a shit about the bulls yeah for what they're doing you know nobody's been scared of the bulls for a long time you know i believe they have the largest arena or one of the largest arenas in the league so you know they have they have the support
0: ever ever since thibodeau left they've kind of been bad Uh, what's going to be interesting to me the nuggets are in a really good place right now they just lost their gm they just lost their leadership it's going to be interesting to see. They're in a really good place. So this might this drop-off might not be f- till after Chicago's good again. If Arturis is responsible for what went right in Denver and he makes Chicago better, does that mean the Nuggets could fall off?
2: I guess it all depends on who they replace. I don't know yeah. who they've replaced them with or who, who they will replace them with, rather.
0: Yeah, um, I, th- I feel like the Nuggets might, might could see a fall-off in the next few years, but we'll see. They have a good core in place, so maybe they'll be fine. Maybe they had somebody they were grooming for the spot yeah. already. I don't know. You would hope know. so. I don't know, but I think the Bulls are taking steps in the right direction though. so good for them.
2: Yeah. go. I mean, especially as an Eastern Conference team, and I'm a fan of a Western Conference team. Yeah. I don't care how good they get, as long as, you know, if we had to play them in the playoffs, it wouldn't be to the finals, so... And, and I just want to watch good basketball on a night-in and night-out basis. So I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: This is interesting. I'm uh, just seeing something here that ESPN has asked its commentators to take a 15% pay cut uh, mm. because of the coronavirus.
0: Yeah, they wouldn't be the first company to do that. It's going around. Everybody's taking pay cuts.
2: Yeah, it says uh, move would affect 100 of the network's highest-paid commentators and would be a 15% cut over the next three months.
0: Makes sense
2: you are not getting the revenue either. Yeah, guess you got to do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, if the ESPN's bleeding cash, the league is bleeding cash. Everybody's losing. The stimulus package can't come soon enough. Give me that stimmy, <laughs> Pat. I'm pretty much wrapped up here. I don't know if you have anything left. No, I'm. You know, I'm good to go. Just everybody, uh, watch out for your fellow man. Be nice, everybody. We're all in this together. Yep. Everybody, be safe. I guess we're gonna wrap it up. Thank you for listening. Jeff, appreciate thanks for it. having me on again. I definitely appreciate it. Thank you, Pat. Appreciate yeah. you being here. Yeah, buddy. You can follow us on Twitter, at House of Hoops. That's H-A-U-S. We're on Instagram, at House of Hoops Podcast. And now we'll be throwing out that uh, that David Blaine pick before too long. <laughs> yes. Watch that David Blaine special that just came out, too. I don't know if we finished that, but that, that was really good. Thanks again, everybody. We'll see you.
1: Down off, Slim. One, two, one. Share a cigarette for breakfast Share an airplane ride for lunch Sitting in between a ghost And a walking bowl of punch Then you play a Little Well, I predict we'll have Cold, Servant boy Catching nothing That ain't Anny fist In his throne But at least He's going home Seeming like A backwoods junkie Caught down In a Southern trust Hey, look at The funny monkey What a Silver In his car the silver Turns to rust In your second hand clothes, trust no one, I suppose. It's too late to turn back.